0: What is going on, y'all? This is your boy, A1 Hoops, back at being Notification Box with the next episode of the podcast. Today, we do got a guest. My man's been here like four times now.
1: Go ahead, and introduce yourself, brother. It's the champ. It's the people's champ. Win mentality 96 You know where to find me. And uh, host of the Clutch Podcast. Come check us out. I got A1 Hoops on there as well, so you can come look at that. You feel me?
0: Yo, I haven't been on in a minute. I'm starting to get a little upset about that. <laughs> this man got everybody on his show but me.
1: Oh, none of that. All
0: right, but ben, let's go ahead and kick it off. All right, so the NBA Finals, obviously, we have game four tonight. We're already, game, we're already three games in. Obviously, Chris Paul played well with the first two games. Devin Booker pretty much no-showed on the last game. What are your thoughts about the series so far and Chris Paul specifically? Because obviously, I know you're not the biggest Chris Paul fan.
1: Um. Uh, well, Chris Paul, I mean... He's played well. He's done his thing. I'll give him that. But do I have any faith in him to win this series? Do I have any faith in him to be a Finals MVP? And do I think that he's the best player on his team? All of those questions, I would say no.
0: Wait, so you you don't think the Suns will win? will, will win the series?
1: No, I said. Do I think that he's the best player on his team? No. Do I trust him? to be that guy to win finals MVP. No, Mm. you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of, he hasn't just because he has a good few games doesn't like, that's not how we judge great players. And and that's the thing about Chris Paul. That's why I get mad about Chris Paul, because when he does anything great, people like act as if he's been on a run of like 30 straight games. Great. And Mm -hmm. I, I just don't like the hype, you know, like when somebody gets too much hype, And they haven't backed it up yet. I just that's that's gonna get my type of uh, attention, and that's gonna make me feel like I'm hating on them, but I'm really not. Like, I'm just telling you how it is because we wouldn't do the same for certain names, we really wouldn't. Like, Mm -hmm. we would say that they have to still show us because what is a couple games? Because everybody, if you're a great player, you can always have great games. That's not the question, but the question is, can you close things out? And, yeah, like, we look at Chris Paul, and, and if we want to tell the truth, in each of the last three series, he's had a cakewalk in the, in the terms of he's had stars literally. At, Being injured, yeah, you're right. That's what I'm So, three three big stars, like, dynamic duos. All three of them had dynamic duos, and he faced just one of them. At all three series, he only faced one of them. So, mm-hmm. it's like, do I value what you're doing yet? And it's like, do the Bucks. Like, when you're playing the Bucks and you have a couple of good games, do, am I going to make you some all-time legend? Like, do I value the Bucks defense like that? Do I think that they have guards that are that amazing on defense? I mean, no, I really don't. I mean, like, yeah, you have Drew Holiday, but what else do you have in the guard spot to go lock somebody up? So, And they have a dynamic duo in uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, so it's like you should be doing this because – only Drew Holiday can only guard one of them, you know? And he should be getting gassed because he has to guard both. Um, so,
0: so basically you're not too impressed with what Chris Ball has done so far?
1: Not really. Like, he <laughs> has to finish it for me.
0: No, I feel you. I feel you. So I'm guessing that you think the Suns are going to win, but Devin Booker is going to win finals MVP.
1: I think if they do win, because it is a, still a toss-up, it's still a close series. But if I, I do think if the Suns win, it has to be by Devin Booker being their best player. Now, I don't know if that'll mean him getting finals MVP because that's a media vote, but I do think Devin Booker will have to be the most important player and the best player for them in order to win the series because in in terms of, like, nobody has ever looked at Chris Paul and said he's the first option on the championship team. I'm sorry, bro. I'm really sorry, but... Uh, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I
0: don't, I don't mean to cut you off. If the Suns end up winning the championship, which I think I'm pretty sure they're going to win, he's probably going to get the finals MVP because it's a legacy thing. So obviously Chris Paul, exactly. he's played 16 years exactly. in the league, and he hasn't been able to get the championship. So him finally winning, I think the voters are going to weigh that heavily when they determine who should win it. And I think Chris Paul's going to get it just on that strength. Not to say that he didn't play well, didn't deserve it, but... I don't know. Devin Booker after his performance yesterday, or what was it two days ago, against obviously the Bucks game three. I think that performance might really kill his chances of winning finals MVP because what he did was ridiculous. He's, he had like a little streak where he hit like two shots in a row, a three, and then he came down, hit a mid-range pull up. And then the man went like three or fifteen for the rest of the game, didn't even play in the fourth. And it's like so that was such a bad look for him to where I think that might leave a bad taste in everybody's mouths when it comes to voting for the finals MVP, unless he does something absolutely ridiculous, like, you know, drops 40 in game five or like 35 and you know to close them out, something like that. I just don't see a way that Devin, Ber- Devin Booker can win it. But you are spitting about the Chris Paul thing. Um, I think he, gets, he does get away with a lot of shortcomings in the playoffs, like you were saying before, and we don't really do that for a lot of other players. But I think he's probably going to get the finals MVP just on the strength that he's finally broke through and got to the finals. I mean, am I bugging?
1: I think – I do think that if they win that he will get it. But I don't – But, my, think but not necessarily, necessarily deserving. deserve it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, nah, I feel you.
1: Because – and you know what really irks me about him is the fact that people are coming over here and the series has not been done. The series is not over. And people will come here and talk about, well, Chris Paul is um, now has surpassed um, Isaiah Thomas and Steph Curry and Steve Nash all time, and they will die defending him. Mm-hmm. They will literally throw the kitchen sink at you and try to tell you that Chris Paul has been the better player, and it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And I just. If you really want to look at context and if you really want to look at what happened in their careers, and if you really want to look at what went down, bruh, what transpired, bro, then yeah. you know damn well. Like, this is a lot of – this is hoax. This is a myth that Chris Paul is some top three point guard of all time. I'm sorry, bro. He might look amazing. He might be your little point guard. He might have looked good and on the Hornets and this and that, but mm-hmm. he is not better than Steph Curry. He is not better than Isaiah Thomas. And he is not better than Steve Nash. I'm sorry. I, okay,
0: but here's the thing now. I don't think
1: I, – I, I think Nash was better than him as
0: of right now. But I don't think anybody's saying that Chris is top three all time. I don't think nobody's saying –
1: even if they're he wins – They're saying that it's magic. And then it's Oscar, and then it's Chris Paul. I've seen that a lot now.
0: What, in the world? Wait, but so are, are people saying that he would actually be ahead of
1: Steph if he wins the championship? Yeah, if he won finals MVP because yeah, nah. up, he has the finals <laughs> MVP and, and Steph doesn't. That's, what I'm, that's the reason that they have Okay, this yeah. Is why, mm-hmm. This is why I say this type of thing. This is why I don't like him. Because his fan base is the most ridiculous, like, Oh my God! I'm starting to feel like you might
0: have been behind that uh, CP Zero overrated account. <laughs> they,
1: they've they've said that that's been me, but that's I can't I'm put it past five. you. He's too, he like, but I I always think he's spitting though. I'm not going. I might be his biggest fan. <laughs> I need to get that man notifications. I need to follow that man. Like, five,
0: man, say, so yeah, if he drops only OnlyFans, I'm subscribing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she might be the only time I'll download the app, bro.
0: <laughs> All right, so moving on, let's switch to the Buck side of things. Now, obviously, Giannis, outside of Game One, has been playing really well. Uh, he had 40 in the last game, but there's just no real way they can win this series if Chris and Drew Holiday aren't going to perform because one day they're going to show up, and it's usually at home they play well at home, but then it's on the road where they want to be mid and trash, and Chris Middleton turns into Chris mid You feel me? So. All right, so, what do you think the Bucks' chances are of actually coming back and winning the series?
1: So, in my opinion, I think that the Bucks. if you look at – you, we were talking about Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, I think that Drew Holiday, it can be a better score, but I don't know if they can put him in position to be because if you look at his best years, it was when he had a true point guard like Rondo because if you watched how he played when he had Rondo, he didn't have – to be a point guard. He just became a scorer in the sense that Rondo would draw up plays for him. He was a very good uh, slasher, and he would get a bounce pass cutting to the rim, or he would just easy looks to get on the floor, and then that would cause him to get a little bit of confidence, and he would start cooking people in the isolation. Mm-hmm. It, and his moves would start going. He would get a little excited. Like, the confidence would start coming. But I don't know if they can put him in position, too, with the roster that they have. I think mm-hmm. it's hard to, um, to play the way that Drew probably wants to play because that's that's the years where he had the most scoring uh, of his career because think about it, when he didn't have that and when Rondo left, it kind of looked like people were like expecting the New Orleans Pelicans to be in the playoffs just off the fact that they have Zion, Brandon, and uh, Drew Holiday. But it seemed mm-hmm. like Ingram was the one taking the leap. Zion was on impact, but you just were like, what is your holiday doing? We didn't hear anything. Yeah, he was, was kind of mid.
0: Yeah, he was, he was mid.
1: So, you look at it and you're like, okay, damn, we need him to have a true point guard. And Lonzo, he is a true point guard, but he was, you know, like he was often injured. He's mm-hmm. often out of the lineup. He's often playing 20 minutes a night. You know, like there was so many problems with that. Like him and Alvin Gentry maybe didn't Like there was a lot to it, you know, so. I think that Drew Holiday, he has to. They have to like put Giannis or Middleton in a position where they can make a pass and to find Drew Holiday, get him easy baskets and get mm-hmm. going. Because Middleton is all about rhythm. I don't think you can do anything about Middleton except if the shots are going to fall or not. You know, like that's just Middleton. He's just that, mm-hmm. or he's a he's going to he's just an inconsistent one and if the shot falls, it falls.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just real inconsistent. One day he's just going to be yeah, good, exactly. and one day he's going to be trash. You
1: know that's what's going to happen. You, you've you seen that in years in the past, in years mm-hmm. and years, in different series. So that's why I know I'm like, oh, I can't really rely on him because I've seen the tape. I've seen the resume. I've seen, You know what I mean? We've been there, done that with him.
0: No, no, exactly. And like you said, he just needs somebody to playmate for him. Yeah. As far as Drew Holiday. Because we've and seen then he'll be able to Holiday
1: score. ball. We've seen him mm-hmm. ball. We've seen times where he just goes and gets his, you know?
0: Exactly. But who do you think is going to be winning tonight, game four? Who you got?
1: So I think the Bucks have to win. And I think that the Suns, I think that they're probably right now so used to people, like, falling down and, like, not fighting back mm-hmm. because all those teams were mentally deprived because they were like, oh, we're down a star, you know? Like, we don't have enough to go at them. I think the Bucs are not that. I think the Bucks are actually like, you know what? The Suns were always vulnerable, and we're the only ones healthy enough to take advantage. So I think because that they got past the Nets, I have confidence that they can win tonight. Because yeah, because they were down against 0-2 the against, the against the Nets. Exactly. So I do think they will make it 2-2. All
0: right, so who you got winning the series, though? Final answer, because I got Suns in six.
1: <clears throat> I got Bucks in seven. What you think the Bucks is going to come through? I think the Bucks and seven, off the fact that I think if you really think about it, there might never be a duo worse than Chris Paul and Devin Booker to win the finals. I think you can't name a worse duo than that. Mm, yeah,
0: you might. I mean, off the top of my head, you're probably right, but here's my thing though, and this is like the biggest problem with the Milwaukee Bucks is that we know Giannis's main supporting cast, which is Chris and Drew. Aren't good on the road, and if I'm not mistaken, Game Seven would be in Phoenix, wouldn't it?
1: Uh, game Seven would be on the road, but so do you trust them to come I mean, up big I'm in a Game sure Seven? Game Seven was in Brooklyn as well, you know what I mean? Was it? Yeah, Game Seven was in Brooklyn, bro. He when Kevin Durant shot that air ball to send his little butt to Cancun, that was in Brooklyn. Yeah, hey,
0: I, I, yeah, I think it was. All right, you might be the song. We'll see, but I, I'm, I'm gonna stick with Suns of Six. I do think the Bucks will take it tonight. But I do want to transition to another topic that's completely unrelated because, you know, the same Joe Rogan show. My, my, <laughs> my transition is not like that. So whenever we really talk about Paul George, now let's take a moment to reflect on his playoff run because I think while he did have a couple bad games, everybody had a few of those. He did play well enough to where I think we should start talking about the whole playoff P thing. Do you think he's righted that wrong or you think he still got to like maybe come up big in the next playoffs too to to really cement that he's good now?
1: In the playoffs. So, here's the thing. Do I think that he's pandemic uh, P anymore? I don't. <laughs> do I think that he's a terrible, terrible player in the playoffs now? I don't. But do I think that he's good enough to be a like a guaranteed second option for a finals uh, for a team that wins the championship? I still don't because I haven't seen it. You know, like the pressure – Whenever the pressure got more and more, and it got worse and worse on Paul George this year, what did he do? He was choking the free throws, he was creating unnecessary turnovers, like mm-hmm. just, just like checking out again. And it's like, do I think that if if his back is against the wall, do I trust him? No, I I, I still don't. I still don't because he still didn't prove it to me. So basically, every
0: question about Paul George is still unanswered for you.
1: Here's the thing: people say now it's a guarantee that Kawhi shouldn't leave. That shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be the case.
0: Kawhi need to come to Miami if uh, if if I if I was uh, if you asking me.
1: I think I, I used to be on that, but I think now it's kind of like that won't make a significant improvement because you guys have also fell back down to earth. You know. So, yeah, but Jimmy had better playoff performance than Paul George. That's the thing, though. He didn't show it. This I year. mean, everybody
0: got one choke job in the playoffs. No, tomorrow. yeah,
1: that's true. But that's not his only choke job. Uh, I mean,
0: uh, on that level, definitely. What other, what when, other time did he? Okay, did he... so think about this. Think about this.
1: So in 2020, he has an amazing season. And I was, I was literally praising him. Like, I was mm-hmm. praising him. 2019, he has a really good postseason. I don't think it was amazing. It was it was really it good. It was good, nothing crazy. It was, really it was good. good. So it was nothing you could slander though. So that I'm fine with. But if you look at 2018, it was not good. It was not good at all. Uh, mm-hmm. 2018, um, obviously the knee injury was there, you know. But he came back. He had a good game against the Nuggets. I think that took out whatever left of his knee he had at that time. Mm-hmm. And he did. He played like. Absolutely atrocious against the Rockets. Absolutely just like absolutely disgusting. Like he should have not even played. Like if if you're hurt that bad, don't play. Because he was absolutely terrible. And if you look at the 2017, I believe that's the year that they blew the 2-0 when Rondo went down.
0: Yeah, to the I think it was the Celtics, right?
1: Against the one seed Celtics. They were up 2-0 with Rondo. They won the first two on the road in Boston, one versus eight seed. But then when Rondo breaks his hand, they lose four straight games. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, but here's my
0: thing, though. Regardless of every, everything you're saying is totally accurate. But regardless of what you're about to tell me, he's still better playoff performer than Paul George.
1: That I'm not sure of anymore.
0: I'm Are not, you serious?
1: I'm not sure. Like it's a, Like, it's a debate, you know? It's a debate.
0: It's uh, not clear, I don't know. It's
1: not a clear, Jimmy, anymore. Like, last year, if you would asked me, it would have been clear. But now, I don't know. All
0: right. I'm going to have to get back to you on that later on then. Maybe after the show, and then we'll, we'll discuss that more. But what will we even talk? Oh, yeah. The, we will talk about Paul George. Okay. So, what does Paul George need to do moving forward then? Like, do you think he can ever get rid of his reputation and answer these questions? Or you think
1: this is he just asked his legacy? Championship. He has to win the championship as a second option. Like, mm-hmm. The thing is, if I'm Kawhi, right, and I look, and I'm like, do I want to sign? Of course he, yeah, no. Like, wherever you go, sign the money because, yeah, you could have injuries and and you can get moves elsewhere in the future and keep your money. So it's not about that. In terms of staying, do I want to stay with Paul George? I I don't know because the first year you had him, he was terrible. He was holding you down. Mm -hmm. Second year you had him. Right now, Kawhi had to go bananas just to beat Dallas. He had to go bananas just to make it 2-2 against Utah.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then it's like, and then you have a guy, you see him, he has a prime opportunity to win games, and he chokes two free throws at the NBA level, at a superstar level, in to close out games in the playoffs.
0: Which he never did all season. He never missed two back-to-back like that.
1: So it's like, bro. What what do you like if you're a Kawhi, you're like, what has this guy shown me to be like, yeah, I should like I should keep him? In reality, if he wants to stay in LA, he might just tell them to ship off Paul George while his value's high right now. In reality, that that doesn't get talked about right now. Mm -hmm. Nobody has said that, but I really feel like that should be the move. If you want to be smart, that should be the move. Because next year, when he's struggling again, people are gonna say, Why didn't he trade him? Because all you guys right now are hyping him up as we speak, instead of saying let's trade him.
0: Mm-hmm. No, nah, you 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 spitting on there. Wait, so you said you want him to go to to Dallas, or you want him to stay, and, and where did you want him to go again?
1: Ideally, it would be a, have to be a sign and trade to Golden State.
0: You want him to go to the Warriors?
1: Ideally, that's been the that was what it is. It's been rumored for years. No, yeah, but it's I gonna can, be it's gonna be the seventeen wars all over again. So, but the thing is, here's the landscape of the league now. There's there's still the Brooklyn Nets big three. There's okay. still the Milwaukee Bucks big three. The Lakers will improve because Rob Polinka, he's actually been making moves, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he always tries to upgrade the roster. So, it's like they won't be above and beyond everybody else because if you think about it, Klay Thompson is coming off back-to-back years of, Year-ending surgeries, and he's in his 30s. Draymond Green has significantly got worse offensively from shooting-wise the last six, seven years. It's yeah, yeah. Every, and, actually, ever since 2016. So, every, and there's no Iguodala. there's no living there's no super team depth. So you can't say that. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, actually, your point about the Draymond three-point shooter thing is he's actually gotten worse every single year since 2016, I believe. But it's twenty sixteen he was shooting well. I think it was like thirty eight percent from three, and then he just dipped. So yeah, he, he literally the last completely, five,
1: six seasons, it has got significantly worse.
0: <laughs> pretty much he's literally an offensive every liability. Year,
1: every mm-hmm. year there was not even one year where it stayed a standstill. It was got every year it's gotten worse.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's here's my thing now. I first I personally feel like you're kind of sleeping on the Miami option because not only is it quiet and Jimmy, but we also got Bam. And yeah, he choked as well. You know, obviously it wasn't just Jimmy who was playing terrible. He also played horrible against the Bucks round one. But he's improving. And he's getting more and more range. He's getting better at the mid-range jump shot. And once Bam adds a three-point, you know, jumper to his arsenal, he might be, like, low-key one of the best centers in the NBA, if not the best. Like, he just got to build up consistency. He's already one of the best defensive players in the league. And you have a, a, a coach in Eric Spolstra who's already shown that he's elite. So I feel like Kawhi going to Miami is a better move than – See you making the scene.
1: If you make one move, if you make one move right away, right away into free agency. This one move that I say, then I think that Miami he will go there. Like that as he will go there. What's if the move? If you sign Kyle Lowry the second free agency opens, I think Kawhi will come.
0: Damn, then then we going to be overpowered.
1: Because <laughs> if you think about this, if you think about Let's say you package um, Andre Iguodala, you know, just as salary, um, and the two young uh, shooting guards, two of them. You have three of them. You package two of them. You have obviously Harold Robinson and none, three of them. You package mm-hmm. two of them. You package Iguodala. You package another salary filler, a person, and some picks, and uh, like. I think you will get – I think uh, it would work because Kawhi could leave for nothing, and I think the Clippers would be happy to take back two young cracker assets, uh, <laughs> the splash, uh, splash crackers and whatnot, and, and rebrand them around Paul George and think they got something over there in the West. But I think <laughs> that could work because if you have Kyle Lowry, if you have Jimmy Butler, if you have Jimmy – That's Kermit, a championship. Kawhi Leonard, and you have Bam Adebayo. That's a championship. The The two-way ability of all four of those.
0: That's ridiculous. And then you got Eric Bolstra, you know, coaching. Yeah, that's that's. You know who
1: I didn't mention because I want him to stay too. Is the Dragon? Gran, yes, yeah, he, I he's value only the buckets more than damn near anybody in this in, in that I've seen. I value the Dragon so much. I think the Dragon is so underrated. He's underrated,
0: exactly. He don't miss. like He's left-handed, so he's kind of like difficult to guard, but he's nice. Like I've
1: liked him ever since. You know, when I used to watch Steve Nash as a kid, and I used to watch Steve Nash on the sidelines and sit on the floor with his towel over his head and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Goran Dragic would sit next to this man every single time. Where Steve Nash would be whispering stuff to him. He was a whisper, but he would tell him exactly how to play. Goran mm-hmm. Dragic the pupil of Steve Nash. He literally has grown up in Phoenix under the wing of Steve Nash, and he grew into a great player. I think that last year it was his coming out party and then the injuries, man. Mm -hmm. It's it's sickening. I really hate injuries. Didn't he get hurt in the finals, right? He got hurt. How are you going to say didn't he get hurt in the finals, right? You a Heat fan. Well, I mean, that was mad long ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a whole year ago. <laughs> he got hurt in the finals, man. He was your leading scorer in the playoffs. He was he
0: was he was dropping like 20 a game consistently for us in the playoffs. And then we lost him. And the we way still he played took against them Boston.
1: Six. Me oh my the shooting he was putting on display.
0: He was nasty. And then think th- here's what I think about it. I think about it like this. Look, we had pretty much just Jimmy. Even Bam was banged up. I think Bam got hurt in game one as well. And we still took them six games. Like we still took two of them from them. I don't care what nobody says, that's impressive. So uh, had they been healthy completely, like the entire way, I mean maybe push them seven. I don't know. I don't think we was gonna win. But we could have made it more of a series than it were than it already was.
1: It's definitely you're having Dragic and Bam healthy is definitely giving you one game for sure. It's going that's what up, I'm saying But seven, that's when you don't know. I mean, yeah, like I said, though, we wasn't going to win. I mean, LeBron was going to win in game seven. People think I I hate when uh, LeBron fans are too stubborn to even admit that a healthy Dragic and a healthy Bam wouldn't give them one game. Like, that's just disrespectful. Fouch. Like, they can never submit anything. You're playing Myers Leonard and you lost two games. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Myers Leonard was a straight-up
0: racist. We had to get rid of that man, shipped him out. Nah, ah, but next maybe,
1: up... Maybe that's heat culture. I heard y'all got some uh, wife beaters. Nah,
0: chill. Like too chill. Like,
1: maybe Kawhi don't want to go there because of that. Yeah,
0: yeah, chill. You're talking about Kendrick but, Nunn. I see what you're trying I, to do. I'm going to have
1: to talk to Uncle Dennis about this. It's not looking good.
0: <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna have to call up Patty. later wrong? <laughs> nah, and, but moving on, let's talk
1: about... Pat if he wants Kawhi, bro. You're going to have to bring out the private jets. <laughs> you're going to have to bring out everything, bro. I'll
0: exactly. i what
1: his... He better have load managing. I promise you that. He better have some real... better allow
0: some load management.
1: Because this year he tried not to do load management just for you suckers out there, just for you crooked old fans and crooked media and crooked people trying to twist him and try to be like, oh, he created this load management thing. Nah, look what happens when you don't do load management. Exactly what happened this year. Every star got hurt. I don't want to hear it. Load hey, you man- know what's crazy? People Perfect. act like Kawhi created the low management stuff, but
0: it was motherfuckers pop. act like it was Lebron. Lebron did it before too. Like Lebron had done this before. Like it was, back in like twenty.
1: 20- it was Pop that did this first, mm-hmm. and teams that were teams that were like amazing in the regular season, and Pop knew he would play them in the finals. He would not play them against you in the regular season. He did not play them against Miami. So Miami mm-hmm. learned. Miami copied their style and was like. LeBron was like, oh, Pop's going to do that. I'm going to do that, too. Pop did this, bro. Pop did mm-hmm. And Pop is brilliant for it because look at this. They have 82 games in such a short span. And this year, 72 games. But look how fast they played them. Come on, mm-hmm. bro. In the condensed season that they had, it's just not fair. And if you think about it, bro, that's just a time for low advantage. But of course, you want to see your favorite player when you go to a game. But how many games this year weren't in front of fans? So you could have load managed. You see what I'm saying? Like no,
0: I mean honestly, that's that might be the best point I've heard all day. They could have load managed before the fans were even around. That would have been perfectly fine.
1: So it could have been a thing. You can't like come on, brother. the league got to understand a certain t- this like yeah, this season you should have load managed. But next season maybe not because it goes back to regular. But if I'm guys like. Kawhi and AD and stuff like that, who have a history of injuries, I'm gonna load manage, bro. Not to mm-hmm. end of Kevin Durant, that's just soft. He's a cupcake. But
0: understand? <laughs> that oh I throw some shade on KD.
1: <laughs> I got to, you know what I'm saying? KD is soft, bro. If you really think about it, he out here <laughs> acting like this and that. Like he's the hardest man in the world, but he out here coming off the bench, playing 30 games in the regular season after you had 18 months off, which nobody ever got for an Achilles injury. Nobody ever got that type mm-hmm. of nobody. Name one person that got to have 18 months off on a max deal. No, no, nah, nah, you spin. All
0: right, but let's go ahead and move on to the to the Brooklyn Nets. Speaking of KD, so look at that. I got a I got a nice transition there. I'm glad you brought up. The, I'm glad you went on the KD tangent because now I get the transition into the Nets. So, Nets moving forward. Now, obviously, this year failed. They didn't win the championship that was supposed to. Obviously, injuries have a lot to do with that. Kyrie went out in game three after he landed on Giannis' foot, whatever, and then Hardy came back like 2% of himself. Do you think fully loaded that this Nets team can be a favorite or just win the championship in general?
1: I do think that, oh, healthy, I think they can win, definitely. hmm Would you bet your money on it, though? that's the thing because can you guarantee you can't bet your money on health. So I think that next year they will have Spencer back, you know, mm-hmm. the big addition um, to that team they haven't played together with Spencer. Um, I think that you know, there are a couple young guys on that team, Claxon and um, what's his name? Brown um, or Bowen. Mike James. Um, they, have, they have a couple guys that will develop. I think that there will be one or two veterans that want to come on a little mm-hmm. minimum deal and try to ring chase. Um, but that's the thing, though. Is health going to be there, you know? So mm-hmm. I think we've seen that their scoring is just so much that they can overpower you in this soft league where the refs are just going to call anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they were playing in a league that wasn't soft, I don't I think that they would be more challenged. I think that people would get under them and get into their skin because these guys are all three of them, nobody has said that they're mentally tough. All three of them. Because one of them, he loses a three one, he goes and joins them
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he acts tough there. Um, so he's not a tough guy. The next one, he literally says Oh, I'm going to win the championship here one year and then the next year he says we're not good enough and I won out and I got fat. And then he leaves and he never won anything and he he still hasn't won anything. Mm-hmm. And the other one, I mean I like Kyrie, but nobody's going to say he's a mentally tough dog.
0: Like no. I mean, you had there's tons of examples of this. I mean, man's literally every other week he needs a break. He needs, a, he needs Kyrie time. He needs to get away from the game and clear his thoughts. So, I mean, <laughs> there's, he's definitely not tough. He always got to take a break. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, life happens,
1: but uh, yeah, we still yeah, can't call exactly. you tough. But you need to do it. You need to do it. But that means that you don't qualify to be mentally tough. Right? Exactly. So, that's the thing. Like, they're not – like, that's why I feel like somebody can, you know – Impose their will, impose their dominance. And I think Giannis did that, you know? Exactly. I think and, that some people can
0: do that. And another thing, too, that gets – I feel like he's ducked so much slander. I don't see nobody talking about this. Everybody's talking about KD airballing that shot, but nobody's talking about Steve Nash and the fact that he literally didn't call timeout in the last possession.
1: Nah, nah, that's uh, – sometimes – Like, you, no one's, no one's catch, slandered him about this. Nobody got on him about it. Nah, sometimes you want to catch the defense off guard and maybe that uh like some teams in uh play defense better um when they're inbounding the ball and they got long arms there and it's going to you know like it could it could mess it up um that was his choice like obviously well but like kevin durant had a shot you know i mean okay so when
0: you when you say it like this i have actually never heard anybody say it like that and in a way i guess that does sort of make sense a little bit but I believe James Harden passed the ball to KD left with, like, 10 seconds left. And it's like, I don't know. Once the clock got down to, like, 5 and you saw there was nothing happening, I would have called a timeout. Like, all right, there's 5 seconds left, and it don't look like he's about to do anything except pull up, pull up over, over Drew Holiday. All right, now I'm going to call a timeout. It's like I mean, you can kind of see what's going to happen. Has,
1: he has pulled up on Drew Holiday before. If you look at the Warriors vs. the Pelicans series, Drew Holiday was stuck having to guard him. I don't mm-hmm. know why Anthony Davis didn't take the initiative to guard him, but Drew Holiday was the one guarding him. And it was no no chance, no shot. He was just mm-hmm. too long for him, too tall for him. But the pressure got too big for KD. Keep it a buck. If you look at their whole, their whole team combined scored two points in the OT, he was 0-5 in the OT. Like that is, if you want to say he missed the last shot, and he made, like, a couple shots before I give it to you. But he was 0-5 in overtime in Game 7. When you look in the history books, that's what it's going to say.
0: No, you spitting here. I don't know. I just feel like once it got down to, like, you know, four or five seconds left, and you could see the only thing he was going to do is pull up, I would be like, you know what? I'm going to just call timeout time out anyway just to see if we can get something better. Because, yeah, he can pull up on Drew Allde. Drew Alde only, like, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, but – Is that really what you want for your last shot for the whole series?
1: You feel me? I mean, if the ball – I mean, I think Steve Nash, like look at that little picture where he's hugging him. I think he has faith in uh, Kevin Durant, but it's false faith. He shouldn't have it in him. I think you got to prove to him now that he need to work on that. Yeah, so I mean, in retrospect, would you have called a timeout? Me myself I would have called a timeout and drew up something else, but I mean Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I so I feel like he probably should've But I feel like he is he was a rookie coach. You know what I mean? This is his first time, true. So and I think he just trusted Durant, you know? So he wanted to see what Durant could do. He wanted to see if Durant could hit it. He thought he, he spared.
0: All right, so move on to the last topic for the day. We got LeBron James. Now I don't know if you've heard or seen like the little post or whatever where he basically says, you know, I'm I'm gonna spend the rest of my career in you know L.A. What do you think about him saying that? And also, do you think? I mean, because obviously he already has one championship. Do you think that championship really means much as far as his legacy as a Laker? Because obviously we got tons of great Lakers all time. Do you think he's on that list? And what do you think about him saying he wants to stay there?
1: So I think that he's going to get overhyped because of recency bias. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say that, oh, it was in this time and I seen it and he did this and that. So they're going to obviously, like, put him higher than they should when it comes to Lakers' legacy because of who he is and who his name is and because he's a greater player than some of the players some of the other Laker players that are better Lakers than he ever was, you know? Mm -hmm. If you think about it, this is not the LeBron that you got in LA so far. He has played three seasons in LA. The first season did not make the playoffs Mm -hmm. came back talking about playoff mode activated, went three and 12. Then the next year gifted five months off in the middle of the season, comes back, has everything. People would say that the Lakers, of all teams, would have way more um, VIP status in these hotels, the best rooms, the best food, the best, you know, this everything was set for them. Mm -hmm. These guys came in, they did their job, they had two working stars. LeBron had the most functioning sidekick by far out of everything every single guy that was in the playoffs you could not name one second option that was like AD because it was to the point where AD looked like the first option you see what I'm AD was leading them in points and rebounds so when you have that type of production right there it's like okay and then look what happens this year he doesn't get that type of production from a second star and then he just flames out goes to the locker room in the middle of games loses in the first round you know mm-hmm. like Come on. So, the two of these three years have been absolutely atrocious. And one of the years, I mean, you had it the best possible layout for you, the best possible help. You had playoff Rondo playing like an animal. You had KCP shooting the lights out. You had Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee protecting the paint. You had Anthony Davis giving you 28 and 13. Come on now.
0: No, you're spitting facts. And I actually feel like AD should have got more love for finals MVP for the defense he was playing on Jimmy. Because uh, when LeBron was on Jimmy, Jimmy he was, was cooking, but Exactly. Cooked. And then it wasn't until they switched AD that he started getting contained. So, I feel like exactly. because that's of that. The,
1: he, that's what gassed out AD and LeBron said, all right, I'm going to start shooting more.
0: That's what I'm saying. And that's he why he got finals numbers. MVP.
1: He took the numbers away from AD. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Exactly. You spare. But I do want to – wait, there was one thing I wanted to say. Um, okay, yeah. So, moving forward, do you think the Lakers can contend for championships still or no?
1: depends how they improve their uh, – the rest. uh I think of a lot of this falls like, back on LeBron. If they actually get a third, like, option, then maybe. But even then, it's like LeBron is just getting older and older, man. hmm I don't think – you know what I'm saying? He's already starting to decline for sure. Like, the last two years, he's – you know, he's not the same. He's not going to go get you 40 a night in three straight games or something. You know, that's gone. That's gone. Mm-hmm. So – I, next year, next year I don't see them as a top two contender to leave, to get out the West. Yeah, I that's, think. if why stays in the West. And so I think
0: because LeBron, I feel like he's going to start declining significantly this year. I think he'll probably still be all right. Like, I probably think he'll probably drop like 20 and like eight, something like that. I think
1: those I think will probably be his average season averages. 20, 22, 23.
0: Yeah, something around there, and I think that's obviously a noticeable drop from the last few seasons. But I think, like I said, them winning championships really depends on him because everywhere that LeBron goes, he's pretty much the system. So if they don't get, like, a really good, significant third star, then I think they're pretty much done as far as winning championships, and he's pretty much going to like to play out the rest of his days there unless they can somehow rebuild around AD completely. But I think they're pretty much done as far as, like, contending in the West. Obviously, Clay comes back next year. And the Warriors are going to be a lot better. We don't know where they're going to finish in the standings, but I think they're going to be like top four, top five. I think it's pretty much a wrap for, for LA, though. I mean, they got their one championship at least, so they can't say it was a failure. Regardless you know, of how LeBron we want to discredit Sane
1: it. They might have killed their chances to win another championship. In the you say
0: that one more time fault. I didn't hear you.
1: I said LeBron saying he'll stay mm-hmm. might have actually hurt their chances for winning the championship in the near future. Yeah, because AD,
0: he's like, what, 27, 28 now? So, I mean, how much longer AD do you even have? And he's not even durable anyway.
1: That's why I feel like if LeBron would have left, that would would give uh, Kawhi the golden ticket to want to go there because he doesn't want to play with LeBron. So, I feel like him, he would go there and he would play with AD Mm -hmm. because he's from L.A. He wants to be in L.A. He probably mm-hmm. doesn't want to play with Paul George. He would rather play with Anthony Davis. He would rather be a Laker, probably. Like, it, was, no, it, it makes more sense because then he he wouldn't have to move anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, literally, he could just could play <laughs> in the same go up,
1: building.
0: Go upstairs.
1: <laughs> literally, play in the same building. Exactly, but. With that out of the way,
0: that was the episode, episode 32. I appreciate you coming on with such short notice. Go ahead and give me your Twitter
1: at and the podcast name one more time. Yes, sir. It's WinMentality96 on Twitter and the Clutch Podcast with your boy.
0: Well, make sure you go follow it. I'm going to have to be on the show soon because my man been ducking. He been inviting everybody to the show (laughs) but me. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir.
0: (laughs) But with that out of the way, I appreciate having you on, man. Have a good one. You too.